Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. Fresh off our seventh anniversary special. Wait, what? You haven't listened to the anniversary special? Well, just just pause this. Go back to episode 154, listen to that, and come back to this one. Oh, and if you picked a team, let me know how many points you scored in our quiz. At the Sega Lounge on Twitter. Anyway, that was a really fun episode to do, and I know I promised a regular show this week, but you know how it is. Things change, and this is officially Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown Week all over the Sega community. Thanks to Sega of America and our good friend Danny Russell, myself and a whole bunch of other community content creators got early access to the game a day before it launched, so it feels like it was a big community event with everyone streaming the game, talking about it online, playing together and just having fun. I am personally so addicted to it that I thought it would be fun to just keep talking about it this week on the show. Maybe you're a massive fan of the Virtua Fighter series, and you're still on the fence about this new Ultimate Showdown version? Or, like me, you're a fighting game noob, but you've been wanting to hop on the hype train, but are unsure whether to do it or not. I am obviously unqualified, totally unqualified, to do a proper review of this game, so what I did was invite some friends over to the lounge this week, and we'll all be sharing our thoughts on the new Dragon Engine-based Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown, which is, for now, exclusive to PS4 and 5. We talk about the graphics, the music, the gameplay, the online, and even the paid Legendary Pack DLC. I hope this is as entertaining as it is informative, and stick around because you might learn a thing or two. That said, we're also giving away two codes for Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown and the Legendary Pack DLC, courtesy of our very generous friends at SEGA. We've got one for our North American listeners and one for our European slash PAL listeners. Listen until the end of the episode to find out how to take part. And now, it's time for our very special Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown Roundtable with guests Ravsik from Radio Sega, James Brown and Matt Oliver from Shenmue Dojo, and Blessy, tournament organizer over at the Virtua Fighter Global Showdown community. Welcome everyone, welcome guys. So this week we have a very special episode of the Sega Lounge dedicated to Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown. And I'll be honest, I'm a Virtua Fighter noob. Uh, and so I thought I, I need to surround myself with, with experts on the matter, with people who are uh, far better at the game than me, who have a lot of knowledge about the series and who are better players than me. That's not very difficult, but you know. Um, so today, we have a roundtable episode focusing on Virtua Fighter V Ultimate Showdown. So let's start with the people who have been on the show before. Let's start with Ravsig. Hello, Ravsig. How are you? Hi, yo. Uh, everything's all right. How about you? How, how are you? Not bad. Not bad. How's the now? weather over at uh, so sunny coastal Portugal? Uh, yeah, not that sunny today, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. I think, I think it was better in the UK today. I think. I wouldn't be that sure, but let's no? move on. Let's okay. move on. 
okay, maybe not, but okay. But I, I'm better now that I'm recording with you, my friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm lying. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> Rafsig, uh, people know you from Radio Sega, right? And also uh, as uh, an expert Virtua Fighter player. <coughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe on the on the music side, on some <laughs> of the lore side, but definitely not on the gameplay pop side. But sure, okay. I'll take it. Thank you very yeah. much for that. Yeah, yeah, just go with it. <laughs> yeah, let's go on. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Okay, we also have Matt Oliver from Shenmue Dojo. Hello, Matt. Hey, Casey. Okay. How's it going? Thanks for having me again. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for coming back. Matt from Shenmue Dojo, we we've been, uh, you know, collaborating on on several episodes of the of the show, so people know of you and of your website as well. Uh, also a pro, Virtual Fighter player, right? Say yes. Uh, pros pros pushing it. Um, like to think I'm a enthusiastic amateur. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and speaking of pros, we have. James Brown from Shenmue okay. Dojo as well. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to surround yourselves with experts, but if you're wanting an expert of button mashing, <laughs> that'd be that'd be <laughs> me probably with this uh, this roundtable episode. But yeah, uh, hello everyone. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The UK has had nice weather today. I just wanted to make that point. Uh, quite sunny. Okay. Although okay. in you know England fashion, it's ended with a little bit of rain just. <laughs> And and finally, we have the true expert, I think, the true pro. Definitely. Definitely, right? Hello, Blessy. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you very much for joining. Maybe a little kind with the, the expert, but I'll take it for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Blessy, you're the, the, the newcomer here, so you've never been on the show before, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, my fault. I, I apologize in advance to our listeners. Uh, so it's my pleasure to welcome you to the lounge, finally. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about um, your history with Virtual Fighter and whatnot? Yeah, of course. Um, it's actually a, a fairly brief history with Virtual Fighter that I have. Um, obviously, I played a bit of VF2 on Saturn growing up, and I think I touched VF4 once or twice on PS2. But it actually wasn't until just over a year ago I started playing Final Showdown. Okay. Um, I played that competitively for a while, been, became a TO for it, organized tournaments across Europe and now NA and global events too. And here I am a few days after Ultimate Showdown comes out, grinding every day on rank mode. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working for you? Uh, pretty well. I think the first, the, the pre-release night, I ended up as top go in the world. It didn't last very long, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, and I've managed to end each night since as top go in Europe at least. So I'm quite pleased with that. No, I'll take it. So, as I said, an expert. Good job. <laughs> yeah, just, just like a couple of hours ago, I still saw your username at the top, like, 10, 15 on, in Europe. So so you haven't gone Ooh. all that down. I'll and that you, you've, you've got this podcast preventing you from fixing that. So you, got, you know who to blame. <laughs> Again, I'll yes. I'll send you an invoice after. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, great, great. Thank you, Rafsik. That'll be all. You can go now, Rafsik. <laughs> See you guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me here. 
excellent. So, uh, by the way, let's let's keep it going. Rev, would you like to share your own experiences with with Virtue Fighter? Obviously, a big important series for you. All right. Uh, so this is going to be like um, one hatey turn from joking around to seriousness now. Um, I just like to make clear that I have absolutely no inside info about any of this whatsoever, and what I am saying is purely a reflection of my own personal hopes as a fan. Virtual Fighter is probably the most legendary fight, the not not even fighting game series. I I'm gonna say even any franchise ever to me. Um, growing up, it was the stuff of my dreams. Uh, I've already told told you this, and. Uh, I've already said it somewhere else, but there there isn't a lot of um, listener overlap, so I might as well just go for it again. So that sure. there was this um, TV show on weekends when I was like eight, nine, that uh, focused on uh, having people play video games against each other. And the final would usually be down to a best of nine rounder on Virtua Fighter 2. And I would always be glued every single weekend to to my TV and feeling like this is the stuff of dreams. There is, uh, this is this is really what I want. This is this is like a dream. And um, but by the way, Rev, just yeah. a quick side note for all of our other guests here and for our UK listeners, what Rev's referring to is to uh, the Portuguese version. Portuguese. Weirder version of Games Master called Cybermaster. I, I wouldn't call it a version of, of Games Master, but it, I think it's the thing that you guys had in the UK that's Did it most still have Patrick Moore? Patrick closer. Moore's floating head. <laughs> it, it, there it was a floating, floating head. head, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes. It was an it, old man who wanted to eat children, and I'm not joking. Exactly. But it was the 90s, so everything stuck. So, uh, yeah, just yeah. directly inspired by the Games Master then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Yes. No, it Even weirder. Was. Even weirder. It yeah. wasn't just that show. It was really the the entire marketing uh, plans and stuff around the Saturn. But I digress. Um yeah. So, yeah, so I, I spent years, like a couple of years, dreaming with Virtual Fighter, and uh, eventually I had it, and I never looked back. I am still not that much of a player, per se, but I do appreciate pretty much every single bit of trivia there is about the game. Excellent. Very good. What about you, Matt? My, mine's slightly different in that um, I first got exposed to it when we got the Sega Saturn and um, it came with Virtual Fighter 2 so mm -hmm. it was my first sort of real experience with a 3D fighter and I remember being a kid sort of being blown away by it the first the first experience of a 3D fighter it was silky smooth how they got that thing running on a on a Sega Saturn I'll, I'll never know and I, I was just in awe of it and as a kid you button mash away don't you and you you find out very very quickly that Virtual Fighter is not the game to be doing that on so <laughs> You start practicing and I just I just got into it. I got into the systems, I got into playing all the different characters. I went through sort of Virtual Fighter 3 in the arcade when we could get them over here. Um and then I picked up Virtual Fighter 4 and um played that on the PlayStation 2, which is a little bit um a blasphemy in some respects because I know it was going to come on the Dreamcast. <laughs> and then 
Um, yeah, I picked up five on PlayStation 3 as a release title and haven't looked back. And the last time before Ultimate Showdown came, I played it was a few years back. It, I don't, like a lot of people, I think I got lost a little bit with it. But then Ultimate Showdown sort of pulled me back in. So, yeah, a very brief history of sort of me picking up Virtua mm-hmm. Fighter. Okay. If you had to pick one as your favorite, which one would it be? Uh, it's Virtua Fighter 2 every okay. day of the week. The first one. Okay. Wow. The first one that you played. Yeah, the first I, yeah. first one that I played, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. James, what about you? Want to share? Yeah, well, I mean, I got, for some reason, it was like a strange bundle when I picked up my Sega Saturn. Uh, I think I must have got my Saturn a year or two after launch because the price had just dropped and they were bundling in like loads of games. But for some reason, this bundle came with one and two, Virtual Fight one and two. Um, so I got to play both and experience both of those games, you know, uh, on day one of owning a Sega Saturn. And to be honest, I quite, I, I kind of preferred actually. I, I, I've heard people say it's a, a bit of a bad port to the Saturn, the, the first game, but I quite like the simplistic nature of it. You know, you it looks like virtual racing style with the, the blocky polygon textures and that kind of environments. And, you know, obviously there's nothing really going on in the arenas and stuff, but I quite like the simplistic nature of that. And, um, you know, perhaps Virtual Fighter 2 was uh, took it to the next level in terms of combinations and buttons and that sort of stuff, perhaps that as a, as a child that, like Matt was saying, he's uh, ended up being a bit of a bush, button basher kind of a, <laughs> a player. And I've, I've kind of continued to be a button basher uh, in terms <laughs> of fighters. To be honest, I don't really play online um, when I play my fighters uh, until today. <laughs> but um, going from the Saturn, uh, I got Virtual Fighter 3 with my launch Dreamcast on day one and um, didn't really get fully invested in Virtual Fighter 3 because I had my eyes on other titles like Sonic Adventure and you know, other Power Stone, those sort of games that came out release. And then I hopped to, I completely missed Virtual Fighter 4 because I was a bit sore from Sony and the PlayStation 2 um, after the Dreamcast. So I went original Xbox, Xbox 360 and picked up Virtual Fighter 5. And it's only probably whenever The Last of Us came out is when I, I got PS3. And then that kind of got me into Sony's infrastructure. infrastructure uh, and I kind of went back and got a, um, a, a PlayStation 2 and started collecting Sega titles for the PS2 at that point, and that's why I've got Virtual Fighter 4 and Evolution. So I own pretty much all of the mainline games in the series, and I, I think it's crazy, actually, that Virtual Fighter 5 was released in 2006, I believe, and you know it's the same amount of time, 15 years from then till today, that we waited for Shenmue 3 after Shenmue 2. <laughs> so that kind of puts it into you know perspective, like how long Virtual Fighter 5 has actually been um, you know, in existence, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just great to be able to get a brand new. I know it's 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 still called Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, but it just feels like a brand new game to me. Um, which obviously we'll get to mm-hmm. when we start discussing that. But yeah, that's kind of my history with the series. Yeah, and you were showing on on stream uh, mm-hmm. on Monday. Uh, you have a, a nice collection of Virtual Fighter games, and not just games, right? You have yeah, a lot of well, I got extras. the. The, the CJ Portrait series, the you know the computer generated artwork that they kind of released, uh, I think in the sort of Virtual Fighter Two era, and um, just being a, a massive Shemu fan, obviously you know Shemu Dojo, of course, um, a lot Makes of the artwork sense. on those discs, um, you, you can kind of like you can see Shemu elements in them. Like I was talking about the Akira disc, uh, there's some 
the artwork on, on the Akira CG portrait disc that, you know, he's in white t-shirt, you know, jeans, he's got armbands on, he's holding a green backpack, he's at Yokosuka Harbour. Well, it looks like, the, you know, the harbour from yeah, Yokosuka. Yeah. Um, and you just get a sense that Yu Suzuki was planning Shenmue at this point of, you know, Virtual Fighter 2 when he was doing his, his China research trips to get information on um, some of the locations and stuff. He, he, I think he went to China basically just to see actual martial artists and try mm-hmm. and incorporate those fighting styles into his game. He wanted a, a, the most realistic martial arts fighting game to, uh, you know, to exist. That's Yu Suzuki's nature, really. So uh, you can kind of see remnants of Shenmue in, in those artworks, I believe, anyway. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice roundup of, of experiences. As as for mine, I I don't really have that much of an experience with with the series. I think the first game that I played, uh, f- the one that I played for the first time was Virtual Fighter Five Final Showdown. I think uh, on the PS3, and uh, then I actually played because I I didn't have uh, any fighting games prior to that. So I think I played Virtual Fighter Two. Um, on on some of the Yakuza games mm-hmm. in the arcades, uh, I now have an Astro City Mini. Uh, and before we started recording this, I was playing Virtua Fighter, the first one, on the Astro City Mini. So that's an experience as well. Um, but Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown was probably my first proper experience with with the game. I'm not a big uh, fighting game fan, uh, but I have to say, Ultimate Showdown. I I was actually mentioning to this to Rev uh, a while ago I'm not sure if it's all the hype surrounding the game if it's the fact that we all as a community got together around this new game um the pre-release stuff I'm not sure what it is but I'm I'm kind of hooked now yeah, and I'm trying to improve <laughs> like, yeah. it kind of come out of nowhere didn't it you know coming coming probably about 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, we only really knew of that that weird teaser they did was it Sega Fez or whatever, and then since then we've had mm-hmm. nothing, and then suddenly two weeks ago the same, you know, it's going to be released now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's I think like you say with the hype. Yeah, probably. You know what? They they say that people get better tastes as they get older, so that that's what it is as well. <laughs> it's like fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just just another opportunity to call me old. Yes, I know. You you know I never miss one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but um I I'm finding it interesting. What I think happened as well is I never do this with any kind of game unless absolutely necessary. But before I actually started playing the game, the first thing that I did was to uh check out the tutorial. And so I learned a few things about Virtual Fighter that I never knew. Uh, and so that maybe that helped a little bit in understanding some of the mechanics as well. But I'm still a noob, so yeah, nothing nothing major. But okay, I'm enjoying it very well, much. Casey, actually, I, I did the tutorial things and um, learned like the evade and blocking. Yeah. Like I know, I know you're supposed to block in Virtual Fighter games, but uh, yeah. the tutorials actually, it's really good to um, just yeah. remind you those uh things mechanics yeah mechanics mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. okay so i think all of us here um and thanks big big thanks to to danny russell and sega for providing us all with the codes for the the game before it was actually released to the general public so i think we all got uh 
preview access, so to speak, to the game at least a day earlier. Uh, so we had an extra day to spend playing the game, uh, experience the the whole online thing and and stuff. So what I wanted to do now is to uh, share our thoughts with the listeners about what we are, you know, how we're, we're experiencing this game, how we are feeling it, uh, how it compares with Final uh, Showdown, with your own expectations towards the game as well. Uh, so let's start maybe with, I don't know, with the graphics perhaps, which I think is probably the, the biggest change perhaps to uh, the whole um you know ultimate showdown versus fighting final showdown thing uh this is using the dragon engine that we all know from the yakuza games so thoughts on the graphics uh on this uh, version i've i've heard mixed reactions to be honest mostly positive but some mixed reactions as well what do you guys think who wants to go first i can go i'll go first if that's all right casey um yeah. I mean, my view overall is actually graphically, it looks really, really good. Um, I know there's been some sort of um, feedback around certain character models, etc. But I think the environments look absolutely stunning. When you compare them to Final Showdown, the level of detail that's in there, um, it sounds really sort of nitpicky for me. But when you're on one of the stages where you've got sand, all the sand flicks up as you're kicking, as you're moving, as you're punching. And I just find I, that's a sort of detail that I think I really, really like in, in Ultimate Showdown, which Final Showdown sort of does, but you can see it's limited in, in the way it presents itself because obviously it's on older hardware. And I just think graphically, I, I have no complaints at all. It, it captures that sort of AMT feel, but in a new engine. And that, that for me is, is, is testament to, to the work that's gone into it. Great. Yeah, I mean, following on from that, I mean, I think you said it best, Matt, the other night. It's it's night and day, really, from Final Showdown. And um, I just, to be honest, I haven't heard the, you know, the negativity on, on the graphics, to be honest, because, you know, maybe it's me. I, I don't get time to play many games these days, but I thought it looked phenomenal, really. I thought um, from what I played a Final Showdown the night before and then seeing Ultimate Showdown, just the environments just just blew me away, really, and um, you know I, th I think the models look fine. Um, I don't see any problem with that. Uh, from my personal opinion is they could quite easily, um, just based on the graphics, they could have slapped a six next to this, and I think I would have been sold that this is Virtual Fighter Six graphically. Um, obviously, if the the engine's the same, you know, well not the same engine, Dragon Engine, but I mean like the um, the actual gameplay, if that's exactly mm -hmm. the same to Final Showdown. I can see why they didn't do a six, and obviously, you know, the environments are just remodeled, aren't they? Virtually from Final Showdown, they've, they've took the same arenas and redone them. They haven't added any extra arenas, as far as I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, there's no new one, no. Yeah, mm. but so yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like a new game, uh, bizarrely, even though it isn't. Um, just the fresh coat of paint. Um, when you're playing it, it just makes you feel like you're playing a new game to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the series. Mm -hmm. Blessy, any thoughts on this? Um, I really do like the graphics. Uh, I think it's an upgrade in almost every way. Uh, the character models look really nice. I, the only graphical complaint I have comes from it's a 
it's different to the final showdown and um obviously you have there's not really a lot of flashiness in a lot of virtual fire games in terms of uh, graphical fidelity but counter hits in final showdown were yellow and now they're red and all of a sudden i've had to change my entire game plan in terms of competitive play it's a a little bit to adjust to but that is such a tiny nitpick for what is realistically an incredible graphical overhaul Mm -hmm. and it really does light the game up i'm really 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 happy with it Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a good point, though. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, Rev. It's kind of a mixed bag for me because, in one hand, I mean, quality-wise, of course, there is a huge improvement, and it looks gorgeous. And every every single new stage and every single new character model, all of it looks amazing it doesn't look dated at all like you would imagine that the game that is essentially given away free would would be some cut corner somewhere but definitely not on the graphic side because it looks great but on the other hand uh i'm also a bit sad that the customization options are about like 20 percent of what they were on final showdown and also the graphics on Final Showdown were a work of art on, on their own way. Uh, I mean, if you if you put them side by side, then on a purely quality, overall quality perspective, then of course Ultimate Showdown is going to be much better. But but Final Showdown graphics had their own charm. You not? I mean, I'm not sure if I'm I will be able to explain myself, but it feels like. They did maybe, maybe the way they, well. the way they they um, went around the, the the limitations of the hardware, that's exactly what I was right? going to say. Essentially, um, they actually played to the hardware's strengths and uh, made it look timeless. Like the the, the game is um, over ten years old now, and the only way you notice that it, that those graphics are not really up to today's standards is if you put it side by side with something new because if you look at it it still looks stunning it doesn't look old mm-hmm. uh, so i i miss that 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 kind of uh, feeling that virtual fighter has always given through its existence which is it's always at the top of the of its game on the technical side and on a visual side so it doesn't have all that all those fireworks that other fighting game series do, like Tekken with all those gimmicks where gameplay slows down when the round is about to end and there's particles everywhere. Which brings me to another thing that I was uh, slightly disappointed with. Um, there are tons of particles and sparkles and stuff flying around in Virtual Fighter. Uh, five uh, Ultimate Showdown. Like ev- every single hit, there's like a it's it's like a flame and um that that makes me slightly sad because the realism the fact that there was nothing of the sort or or i mean of course there was something like those counter indicators that Blessy talked about but they were much more subtle so you didn't really feel that kind of um i mean it feels a bit artificial uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Virtual Fighter's essence was to be extremely like uh, natural to feel realistic, so they went against the series core a bit in that aspect, 
but then again, I guess it's 2021, so they really have to do something to to try to make it popular. Mm-hmm. So you'd prefer like something a little less, more realistic, with the better graphics, but not that flashy. Perhaps. Yeah, without those artificial artifacts to make it flashier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Good. Uh, you were mentioning something important that I've seen other people complain about. So there's less um, customization, at least for now. We don't, don't know if there's any plans to add any new DLC. True. Right. So we have the we all got the 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 game with the legendary DLC that is people get can get uh, as an, an add on to the the base game. But other than that. Um, People complain that Final Showdown had a lot more things to customize, uh, so so more a- accessories and stuff. I'd be surprised if we didn't get uh, an extra DLC pack with RGG involved, um, for like Kiryu and you know, it mm-hmm. just I'd I'd love to see what happened for them to be involved with this title because, like I said, up until about two weeks ago, we I don't think we were expecting to get such an overhaul that we we did end up getting with mm-hmm. the Dragon Engine and all that sort of stuff. So I'd, I'd love to know what actually happened, uh, if that was always the plan, if they were always going to take this on and uh, up, update the graphics and the engine and, and, and whatnot. But I think with them involved, there's, there's room there for you know DLC at least and with their, their own sort of characters and perhaps even the, the I forget his name, the guy from Judgment as well. Yeah. Oh, Yagami. Probably, uh, yeah, Yagami. Uh, probably a, a Judgment 2... Not tie to lo- yeah. lost judgment tie in, right? Maybe, maybe. I I would think so, yeah. And maybe even a, a Sonic costume of sorts for the 30th. What, like the, the Tokyo Olympics? <laughs> Sonic Man. <laughs> Sonic Man, finally, yes. Just a Kira in a Sonic outfit. They're exactly. pushing that really hard, aren't they, with, with Sonic at the moment? So you never know. I mean, Sonic. The fighters is in Lost Judgment, isn't it? Why not? Yeah. Yes. So yes. Why, why not? So it could could a good point. instantly happen. And... So we could see Bean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throwing bombs around him. <laughs> bark the polar bear. Uh, Takarashi being in a in a Bark the polar bear costume or something. You could kind of see that kind of stuff on Fighters Mega Mix. You sure could see other characters beating Bark, like Jackie, etc. and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but my question was, um, is the lack of customization related to the whole esports nature of this game? Or is that that not an excuse for that? That is very likely. I mean, I'd say that's probably half that, half the fact that um, the game is free, so to say. So, I mean... I'm I'm not an insider, so I'm. It's not like I I can swear or I cannot prop I cannot I can promise that what I'm saying is right. But I mean, a game that is given away for free on PS Plus cannot really have a lot of high expectations when it comes to to its profit, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they might have not focused on that. That yeah. might be probably. Yeah. Uh, I think there's some uh I think that's definitely part of it, but I think development time really comes into it too. I mean oh, definitely, I, yeah. I've been I mean, Rav, you've seen some of my costumes in Final Showdown. <laughs> and you've uh, seen mine. Indeed. Uh I've gone very <laughs> in depth with that costume editor. 
so I noticed immediately when, when there was as much missing as there was. But I think for a game that's had a 14-month development period, that where they've remade the entire game in a new engine with a graphical overhaul, and remembering that they then have to redesign and re-render every single uh, customization item individually, I can kind of see why it took a backseat in comparison to making sure they had everything on. Because I know they wanted to release it later. I remember reading an interview with uh, Aoki, the game's director, that they did want to release it later, but obviously Sega 60th. Uh, they want to release it in line with that instead. So um, it is a shame, but I think we will see more in terms of customization. It's kind of been hinted at almost in the way that the day one DLC included customization items so i think we will see something more from it it is a shame mm -hmm. yeah. i guess they bought themselves a lot of time though really with potential dlc packs because they have, they've obviously got a plan for the tournament mode which isn't actually out yet um so obviously you know with each new tournament season they can probably bang in a few more of you know some of the old things if they're remodeling things bit by bit mm -hmm. uh, yeah I, I'll just quickly add that you can actually already have tournaments, but okay. they've got to be on player rooms. The ones that are not yeah. available yet are the the ranked ones where you are matched against random people for okay. cookies. Cookies. Yeah, but yeah, cookies. Cookies. Uh, Hungry. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the the idea of seasons probably makes sense. Yeah, I getting think... new stuff for new seasons, maybe. I think as well, I'm sort of picking up what uh, Blessy was saying about the development cycle. It's it's a basis, isn't it? Getting that, getting it running in in the Dragon Engine, um, and it makes sense to to put the customization to the on the back burner a little bit because it's almost it feels like a little bit of a of a testing the waters. This this does if this takes off, this is successful. Um, then will we see a virtual fighter six? I mean, that that's the the big question, isn't it? But sort of going back onto the point of customization itself, I mean, it, it is noticeable. I, I will say that, but so I'm I'm not somebody who delves in too deep into the customization stuff. I just I, it's just just personal interest. It just doesn't doesn't pique my interest. So for me, it was like, oh, it's nice. There's not what there was before, but I'm not too bothered about it. But I know, sort of, from playing online, there's quite a lot of people who who will heavily customize their characters and will feel probably a little shortchanged by it. But then, it is a free game on PlayStation Plus, yeah. so you sort of balance that out and think, actually, to be fair, if that's the trade-off to get the game into more home or as many homes as possible, especially because it's basically a relaunch for the franchise, then. I think it's a it's a better move to have it on PlayStation Plus for free and sacrifice those customization options, mm -hmm. but have that window for extra characters, extra items, etc. through DLC, and that's the beauty now of obviously modern gaming that they can do that. I have to say, I had a lot of fun creating a, a Goku Leifei. So interesting, interesting stuff. The customization in this game, uh, even if it's I, you know, I never dwelled into that. In, in previous in the previous one, so I'm having fun at least. Hopefully other people are too. And hopefully we'll get more uh, of that in the future. By the way, you guys touched on a, a very important thing, I think. Uh, what, what do you think about this decision of um, making this available for free, like for, for PS Plus users? Um, what's, what's the whole idea behind it? Is it to make the game more... Um, 
available to everyone to to spread the the virtual fighter five love and make it more accessible to people what do you think is the idea behind this test the waters for six thoughts yeah i would i would say it's it's there to test the waters for six i mean the idea as well is with i don't know how many millions of people have signed up to playstation plus but how many people are download each game every month and, and give these games a go i mean i know i i do and i know through having sort of um gamer pass on my pc as well that there's games on there that i wouldn't necessarily buy but because they're on gamer pass i will try them so i think there's that principle there to, to encourage people to you know, give this game a go you might like it and i think from a business perspective they're hoping that and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no insider. I don't know. I'm just guessing here that they're hoping that they can pick up some more interest in the franchise through this and having it accessible through PlayStation Plus. And they are pushing that heavily. Um, Sony are on their social media. So they're, they're running with it as much as they can. So I think personally, I think it's a good move. Yeah, I think that's the, bar- the barrier of entry really, isn't it? If it's free, people are going to get it because Virtual Fighters... Uh, it's not really been at the forefront of, you know, Dead or Alive's or Tekken's or Mortal Kombat's that, you know, you, you see people playing. Virtual Fight is probably a little bit in the, you know, in the dust of those sort of franchises these days. So I, I think they've probably thought of this as a, a good move to get people playing Virtual Fighter again. Um, I mean, it's Twitter feed at the moment is it's all Virtual Fighter. I don't know if that's just because I'm subscribed to so many, you know, Sega outlets but uh, it's just great to see so much virtual fighter love at the moment and i think yeah uh in addition to it being free you know uh i, I just think that it's probably because of the the esports mentality that they've got behind this they need to get as many players as they can um mm-hmm. if, you know if, if they've got the the player base from the get-go then surely you know the, the tournaments and you know the esports competitions that they plan in the future is is easy because everyone's got it you know it's it's been free and you need ps plus to play online so uh, mm-hmm. gamers that do play online on the playstation just press one button and they've got virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown it's it seems like a good tactic really in that sense yep i think it's uh it can come down to two things at least the way that i thought about it um the first being last i checked playstation plus has a subscriber base of 47 and a half million people and for the past year, I've been running tournaments and playing with, on average, 11 people in a tournament. And the tournaments I've been running, and you know, we've been raising prize pools of $500 and streaming to hundreds of people, but that's still the amount of people we have in tournament. Whereas we are doing a beginner's tournament in North America on Friday, and before the game was even out, we'd filled up a 32-person bracket. So it's obviously working in terms of getting people out there increasing the player base but the other part of me thinks that sony has maybe had a deeper involvement with it with it being a playstation plus exclusive on release so that does make me think that yeah sony have obviously thrown some money towards sega or helped maybe fund this project itself i do think they'd get a little bit of a backlash if they did charge for it as well while maintaining the name of virtual fighter 5 because obviously it's a 15 year old game you'll get that that new sort of player mentality like why am i going to pay for the game again or you know why you know why should i pay for an old game it's just one of those things that you automatically think of because the five's still in the title so giving it for free 
I haven't I, I haven't seen much negative negativity really um, f- from from my own personal perspective. I mean, the only thing I have seen is someone commenting on Akira's nose. You know, that's... <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wish I was half as brilliant as the genius who came up with this marketing idea. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a director or, or whoever it was, but uh, I think... Give this man a raise. <laughs> <laughs> it was just brilliant to to make this because... Let's let's be honest. If they came out with a Virtual Fighter Six out of the blue, uh, it would take some serious marketing miracles to to get it to a point where it could seriously compete with series that have been mentioned before. That Virtual Fighter used to be much bigger than, or even older, and is older than, but uh, well, has been essentially just forgotten while those are still going wild. Um, so uh, these, and then these, don't don't quote me on these, I have no idea about it, it's just my own personal feeling. Um, I, I, this feels a lot more like a, a, um, a marketing ploy. Of course, there's the esports element involved as well, but it feels like a marketing, an elaborate and complex marketing ploy to bring attention back to the franchise and to test the waters to see if there's interest on a Virtual Fighter 6. Yeah, definitely. I would yeah. agree with that all, all day. That's a very I mean, good point. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was an interview floating around the internet today with one of the people who worked on the game, one of the producers or something, I can't remember his name. He's basically saying that there's no immediate plans for Virtual Fighter 6, but this is all, he pretty much said this is, the opportunity that if this takes off to get it and i'm picking on from blessy's point actually i what sort of makes me wonder a little bit is is why now why have sega pulled the trigger now and um, if have sony put money in his blessies as said has, has that tipped the balance what what was stopping sega in the past and what's changed now to make it viable? That that's a question that I think we've all sort of got in our minds. Yeah, I, I, th- I think th- there's something to do with that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, also, um, so- Sony's behind, not behind, but like one of the main sponsors of Evo, right? Yeah, uh, they own Evo now. They, they own. They bought, okay, yeah, they, they own it Evo. now. So, is that is that related to to this as well? Uh, they ha- mm. this game isn't at Evo. Um, the game list was released for Evo a couple of days ago. However, Ultima Shun is not listed as being there, okay. which a lot of people thought might have been the case. Mm-hmm. But so far, there has been no word on that, especially okay. because the tournament mode's not yet and things like that. So I think we'll have to wait yeah. and see. Okay. Could be, could be. Is that because it's okay. just so new? Or... Um, partially. I mean, Sony basically bought the FGC when uh, Street Fighter V became a PlayStation 4 exclusive because... Before that, uh, if you go like back to the generation of 360 and PS3, the FGC was on 360. The 360 had better online infrastructure. Um, it was a better system to run fighting games on, to run tournaments on. But when Sony made Street Fighter 4 a PlayStation exclusive, the entire FGC moved to PlayStation. And so now we're seeing Street Fighter 6, which is not going to be a PlayStation exclusive. And I can see Sony looking around at me and like, well, we need the exclusive for this generation. We need to make sure we keep the FGC on that. They've, they're already heavily investing in it. They bought Evo. 
So I can see good reason for them to invest in a game like Virtual Fighter, and it's within their interests, not necessarily the player's interest, but it's definitely within Sony's interest to make a PlayStation-specific franchise. Mm-hmm. This is a bit unrelated to to it, like only partially related, but I am 95% sure that Evo has announced games for its for that year that hadn't been released at the point of the announcement i am pretty sure so that wouldn't have stopped this in this case no you're correct yeah um Mm -hmm. if this game was meant to be evo it would have been so i'm a little unsure on why it's not and especially regarding its playstation plus exclusivity i remember seeing that it was going to be free for two months on playstation plus and i think that's changed to one month now because it was actually originally free up until the start of Evo, so I don't know if there was a last-minute change of plans there regarding uh, its representation. Has, has that been confirmed? Um, Already? The two months or the one-month exclusivity? Either. <laughs> um, I think it's confirmed to one month now. I'd have to check on okay. the, the Sony website, but I do remember okay. seeing it as a two-month, so there was a lot of speculation around it, but that mm-hmm. seems to not be the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, um, sorry, marketing-wise, Virtual Fighter now is kind of naturally just in that sort of push with Sega's 60th, Sonic's 30th anniversary. These big milestones for Sega, um, timing-wise, Virtual Fighter being now, bringing back such an old, beloved franchise now, it's just kind of like in in that pie of marketing that Sega are just doing at the moment as well, which is, is going to be beneficial to the series. I think this is what Sega have been doing uh, f- with their franchises. This is not new. If if it's, I, I agree with the, the whole uh, testing the waters for Virtual Fighter Six. They've been doing this with other games, even with the Yakuza series. They uh, tried Yakuza Zero, saw how that went, and then they decided to release the whole thing, the whole series in in the West. Uh, now we have like worldwide releases for. The games going forward in the Yakuza Judgment series, so that's a that's that was a successful test, right? And so I you think, think they're, they're taking that model and trying it out yeah, with other things, yeah. Probably, probably. Uh, we've we've seen a resurgence of many Sega older Sega franchises, mm-hmm. and even not just you know developed games developed by Sega. Now they are probably using other people, like you know fans or. Um, hmm. other developers who who like the games and who know the, the series to come up with, with sequels or remasters or stuff. So maybe it's you know in line on their policy with older franchises. And the, the whole, um, you know, shareholders presentation that we saw online uh, a couple of weeks ago, they were, you know, trying to bring back some older franchises. I think it's all part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, as well, if if Sony or whoever putting money into this, it sort of fits in with Sega's strategy. It's almost low risk, isn't it? If there's funding coming in externally as well, Sega aren't having to foot the bill for the entire development cycle. So they can test the waters without taking too much of a hit because at the end of the day, it is a business. Especially if it's just a timed exclusive. Which is it probably is as well. Yeah, I, I mean, there's those room. I saw some rumors floating around. I think it was yesterday mm-hmm. about it potentially coming to Xbox in three months or something. I, this is, I mean, it's all unconfirmed at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It's it's relatively low risk, isn't it? With with Sega, obviously they they've outsourced games like Shenmue, Panzer Dragon, 
uh, Streets of Rage 4, um, because for them, that's they license it out, they get a licensing fee and it's job done. And if the game's successful, then they might consider picking it back up and internally. Mm-hmm. So it, it just fits in, doesn't it, with the whole wider strategy. And we Sega, as you say, sat on this, this bank of IPs that are absolute classics. And they've done not a huge amount with them, but slowly but surely that they're, they're, they're starting to sort of creep the door open to these older franchises and are, and are dipping their toes in a bit. And I think this is, a, this is a prime example of that as well. Yep. Okay. This week, the Sega Lounge is sponsored by the Sega Lounge. From now until the 20th of June, get 15% off all lounge merch from our store using the promo code TSL7. That's TSL7 for 15% off all the Sega Lounge merch from our store. Head over to thesegalounge.com store and use the code at checkout. So let's move on and talk about other facets of the game, right? Um, so let, I think the biggest, the most important one, obviously there was a, a big graphic uh, overhaul, but let's talk about the gameplay. So, and maybe tie it in with uh, the online experience, which I think is the biggest. Uh, you know, not many people, I think, are getting this game on PS Plus and just playing offline all the time. So the the online and obviously it's called esports in Japan. So the online experience is kind of the big thing here to uh, you know for, for for people playing this game. So how would you guys rate this when compared to uh Final Showdown, to other games in the series that you enjoyed? You know what? Like uh Blessic can possibly discredit me here, but when I first tried the game, I went into practice mode and picked my, my the character that I am most comfortable with and just started doing random stuff to try to get a feel for it. And honestly, it felt literally 100% like uh, a final showdown. Like the timings to roll, the timings to, to dodge and evade, like the, the bounces, every single thing, like distances and all. I mean... I cannot come to you with, with any kind of data because, well, that's not my, my area of expertise anyway. I, I just feel things. And I c- could tell you that it felt exactly the same. And to this day, it still feels to me that like that I am playing the same game. I barely even notice that this is not Final Showdown when I am playing because I get into that zone and it's literally the same thing. Don't and, worry, uh, I can back you up. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's 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 great to hear. I guess that's why they left the five in the title then. <laughs> in the showdown. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is entirely final showdown. Um, yeah. In terms of the mechanics of the game. There seems to be something slightly different with the physics engine and the dragon engine, but it's not enough to actually see, like affect the combos that will or will not work. There is a slight discrepancy in the way characters float but the game feels identical mm-hmm. and yeah. there, are, there are actually huge differences you mentioned the five in the title but I, I, I'll i tell you that there are characters that 
change massively between uh, five and final fi uh, five final showdown, like Leon, for example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Eileen was top tier in vanilla. Whoops, that yeah. was quite the the crash there. Yeah, down the bottom tier. Oh no, what a shame! I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. I totally feel you. So annoying to play her. Anyways, uh... yeah. Okay, your what opinions. About the the yeah. online, by the way. Uh, uh, there, there were some concerns with the netcode. Apparently, the concerns were uh, valid, because yeah. You know, uh, by the way, that that would be something important, maybe for uh, people listening to us who are maybe just getting into Virtual Fighter. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe Blessy could mm -hmm. help us out in understanding exactly what the concerns and what the importance yeah. of the netcode is. Okay, so when we played Final Showdown, and I know me and Rav have played online before, Final Showdown is very much entirely delay-based. And there is a big difference between playing on PS3 and playing on Xbox as well. That was due to the infrastructure on PS3 as a, as a free service compared to Xbox Live, which was paid for at the time. So the issue people are having at the moment is a lack of consistency. Uh, what it looks like they're using is a, is a relay system. So they have relay servers all around the globe to kind of prevent as much delay in the online as physically possible. And while in theory this is very good, due to the positioning of relay servers, it means that connections are not consistent throughout the world. So for me personally, uh, uh, on pre-release day, the day that I was playing online, I was playing with people in Japan, I was playing with people in America, and I was getting very good connections, and I still do for the most part. Whereas if someone was in, say, South America, where there aren't an abundance of these relay servers, it's almost unplayable for them. So there is a very large discrepancy. And so when people are saying, oh, the netcode's great, or some people are saying the netcode's awful, neither of them are inherently wrong because of how varied it is across the different aspects of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely an improvement for me personally. Uh, playing with people from Japan is something I definitely wasn't able to do on Final Showdown, at least not with a, a good, reasonable connection. So it is a step up. But a lot of people within the FGC were, were wanting rollback. Um, I think what they have implemented now could work, but I think it needs some fine tuning. You know, to be honest, I feel it was unrealistic from the start to expect rollback on a Definitely. 3D game like this that's that's coming mm -hmm. out for free on PS Plus. So that so I, I don't really get why people complain, especially when. Um, it, it, it's apparently extremely expensive. Like I've seen this on the internet somewhere, but it's like extremely expensive for for uh, rollback to be implemented in a 3D game. Yeah, so to implement rollback into a game, A, rollback in Japanese fighting games is very rare. A lot of developers are only just getting around to it. And that's the problem. Like there are very few developers who are hands-on with the game. So you'd need a developer that understands rollback that works for Sega, a company that hasn't released a fighting game in 10 years, and they'd be, need to implement it into an engine that they'd have to know about. So they'd have to be very familiar with the Dragon Engine. They'd have to have complete knowledge of rollback and how to implement on a wide scale in a fighting game. And Sega just don't have that. I know that outside of uh, Japan, Sega had support from Microsoft with the uh, Fancy Star Online servers. So, And you're not going to see people coming from, say, SNK, who do have rollback in their games, and going to Sega and helping them out because why would you give your competitor why would you give up the edge <laughs> you have over your competitor? It wouldn't yeah. make any sense. So 
rollback was unrealistic for this game to begin with. Um, I, I I was very aware of this from the start. I do understand why people are asking for it, though, because it's at a point where in the FGC, in terms of competitive play, it does need to be a bare minimum at this point. What they've done is very good, but it's not consistent. So, that's that's the main issue that so people are having. Just because I'm the idiot in the room, so to, so to speak, what is, what's the difference in having rollback to what we've got currently? Okay, so delay-based netcode, uh, when you're sending packets of information between players, um, if there was a discrepancy in how quick the packets were getting, you know when a game stutters when you're playing yeah. online? Uh, that's delay-based netcode, so you'll have mm -hmm. that stutter um, while the game is like catching up on making sure that the packets of information are received. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in rollback netcode, it basically runs a separate instance of the game where it predicts what you're going to do, and it has a rollback buffer. So say it's free, uh, three frames. Yeah. So it will assume that you have pressed this button. Um, and for those three frames, the game will go on assuming you've done that. In the case that you did not press those, that button, it receives that information during those three frames, it will, your character may make a very quick movement to do the button that you did. But because it's three frames, it's going to be very uh, unnoticeable for the vast majority of people. So the game's never stopping and starting in the same way that you have with delay-based netcode. It's going to be very fluid. There might be some like quick jumps between like characters, but because you're working within, say, three frames and the game is running at 60 frames a second, people aren't really going to notice that. Uh, so it does make a very large difference in terms of the uh, online experience for fighting games. That sounds yeah. mental because, like, even I don't know what I'm going to press next. <laughs> <laughs> so does does it assume that I always play bad? Um, no, of course not. Um, the explanation I gave, I just want to say that is a very watered down explanation because yeah. I do not know. I, I don't make rollback netcode, so I'm not going to yeah. pretend I am uh, an expert on rollback specifically. No, but, but you know, I th I think this is the first time that I really understood what it actually means uh, yeah, kind of and same, so, same for me you. actually as well because i think it's the netcode's been talked about a lot publicly and i know there's been a lot of mm -hmm. people jumping on it saying it's going to suck it's going to be rubbish because it's not got rollback in it and there's been a bit of hyperbole which i know we get a lot on the internet these days anyway but actually really it, i mean for me on my personal experiences i've had maybe one or two games that were a bit laggy but the rest were pretty, pretty solid overall, actually. And but that explanation of how and why I, I, I can understand it, and I think people are jumping on a bandwagon a little bit without actually understanding the differences between the two. So I, that mm -hmm. explanation that Blessy's given is really, really helpful to sort of for me to understand that because I, I'm yeah. sat here from a completely non-technical point of view, going, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I just want to play the game. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it's easy enough to understand delay-based netcode. Uh, rollback is a little bit mm. different. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that, Wessie. Yeah, no thank problem. you. But I, I agree. My experience has been smooth most of the time. I've had a, a couple of uh, not-so-great experiences, but they were, you know, the the minority of, of my, my matches. I had um, I had an almost unplayable match with someone yesterday, but other than that, even those with a little bit of delay weren't that, that bad. So yeah. It ties in with the PlayStation Plus in a lot of ways in terms of the online experience because 
I don't know about any of you. I mean, Rav, you probably heard me go on about Ethernet cables enough times. You've read enough of my tournament posts. Um, <laughs> don't want to be playing fighting games with, with Wi-Fi. It, <laughs> I have to wash my hands every time I say the word Wi-Fi because it scares me that much. <laughs> but, um, obviously, you have people coming through on PlayStation Plus and they're downloading the game for free. They may not. They might not even play fighting games at all. And they wouldn't know that, you know, playing a fighting game on Wi-Fi is a very, very bad idea. Or they're a masochist. It's one of the two. I'm not sure which. <laughs> so they'll go online and they'll play on Wi-Fi and they'll get these unbearable connections. Because even with rollback, you you know, you can't fix something that's broken in terms of uh, packet consistency and jitter. Like You can't do anything about that. It's going to exist. Rollback just kind of helps smooth it out a bit. So people are going online, they're playing games and being like, oh, this online is awful. And then they'll they'll close the game and never go on it again because they're a very casual player, not knowing that they probably should have plugged an Ethernet cable in. <laughs> and then someone will say, but I don't, I'm not close enough to the routers. I get power line adapters, I'm telling you. I'm going to stop before I go off on Wi-Fi because uh, I don't want to upset people. <laughs> I don't like Wi-Fi. I don't like Wi-Fi at all. <laughs> that ship has sailed, but sure. Uh, okay so if you take anything out of this episode of the sega lounge is uh wi-fi must die yeah (laughs) hashtag cancel wi-fi yes Uh, oh god (laughs) oh very good (laughs) yeah but mostly i think um most people's experiences have been uh, okay Right, unless they're in places with less relay servers, just like Blessy explained. So, yeah. excellent. Um, I, th- I think we're we're uh, about to wrap up things here. So, uh, I think we uh, people got a, a feel for our thoughts about the the game. Um, just one more thing before I let you guys go wild and talk about whatever you want. But music, thoughts on the music, by the way. Cool. This is my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, so, but, the, but if anyone got strong feelings they'd like to air about the, the game's music, go for it. Oh, I'll keep it brief. I think the music's excellent. Um, it was a nice sort of throw-in as well to see sort of some of the old tracks remixed. Um, but Virtual Fighter, actually, I didn't realize I was putting the um, the pre-roll together for our stream on Monday. And I was going through the music through through all the games, and actually, you forget how bloody good the soundtrack is for Virtua Fighter as a whole, as a whole franchise. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good, and I think Ultimate Showdown just maintains that consistency. And I think, it's, from a personal standpoint, I think it's really, really good. They fixed the sampling rate in Final Showdown because it was an Xbox Live uh, release on uh, digital only. It was limited to two gigabytes. So you had all these very compressed audio files, and now it's actually all proper proper sample rate, so it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one more thing about it before I stop. Rav, have you found a code to get Virtua Fighter Kids soundtrack? I later? saw it posted somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't so tried it what? myself. I didn't know this. So if you choose the Virtua Fighter 2 soundtrack, uh, it's something about holding the options button while you do it or something. It changes to the Virtua Fighter Kids one. Uh, I bless you can can explain the finer details about holding the options button and stuff, but I don't remember those. I don't remember how to do it. I, I was just uh, I know I know it exists, and that's enough for me. Yes, it's it's <laughs> brilliant. Um, so yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, ev- 
I am of the opinion that every single uh, Virtual Fighter soundtrack has been brilliant so far, from the first one to Final Showdown. And for those who uh, are not aware of it, the soundtracks for Virtual Fighter 4 and Virtual Fighter 4 Evolution are completely different. And the same applies in, in all Virtual Fighter 5 uh, games so far. Uh, this is the fourth completely new Virtual Fighter 5 soundtrack there is. There was the first one, then R, then Final, and then now Ultimate. And I think it keeps up to to the same to the, to the same standard really. I I haven't uh, heard the tracks like by themselves, like uh, completely se separate from from everything else that they haven't come out. I think. But there is one that I find brilliant, and this is gonna tie in with the the IGN trailer that came came out uh, like a, a couple of not a, not a couple of days, but like five days before the the game actually came out, which I I, uh, I thought was amazing because I I'm not sure about you guys, but I watched that trailer like fifty times, no joke, and. <laughs> Tears just came to my my eyes every single one of them because it felt really emotional. Like the the video producer, the editor, whoever decided on how to build that video is also a genius. Not just the marketing guy who decided this game would go for would go out for free. Give uh, that man, man a raise as well. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Raises for everyone. Um, yeah, that song was amazing and. When when I heard it, I was like, "This is probably Leon's theme," because it it was just in the same mood as all the other Leon themes from from Virtual Fighter Five, and it turns out it was. Uh, and yeah, and uh, if if you are not a fan of the Ultimate Showdown um, soundtrack, you if you got the legendary DLC pack, you can just choose whichever you'd like. Which is a feature that um, Final Showdown already had, by the way. And I think it wasn't part of any DLC. I think you had it just for, by through the main game. That you could just choose any other previous games. As... Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I just I just went for Virtua Fighter 2. It's one of my first things. Just going for that bit of nostalgia kick, really. Uh, I didn't realize they actually remade... So is that for every single stage they remade the music for Virtual Fighter Five four times? Yes, it <laughs> That's is. Crazy. Yeah, that's a <laughs> testament to whoever's in charge of the music development. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Eileen's stage. I've always been a fan of Eileen's theme. Um, not really a fan of Eileen. Okay, as a character, but that's good. I, I like I like her her theme, her song. So yeah, this one I I love as well. Any other thoughts on the music? It's good, right? Thumbs yes. up for, yeah, for everyone. Yes. Every soundtrack. I don't, I, you can't go too far wrong, can you really? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But even uh, you know, just just talking about the, the, the specific tracks to Ultimate Showdown, great, great stuff. Very, very good stuff indeed. Really enjoy it. Um I yes. I was just going to say that I am really looking forward to listening to them by themselves without having to to be in game, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they are releasing a soundtrack, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they're releasing a CD, aren't they? And T-shirt and soundtrack, everything else yeah. with it. Hmm. Yeah, it's coming out at the twenty fourth, I think. 
But yeah, it's late in, in this month. It's like 20-something June. Mm. That'd be cool. Excellent. So I think this, is, this would be a good time. We're uh, close to wrapping up. Uh, this would be a good time for people not familiar with uh, what's included in the Legendary Pack DLC, which is the thing that actually costs money. So apart from you know, your PS Plus subscription, obviously, uh, you have to pay for that separately. But uh, you, you get the game, the base game for free, and then you'll get some, some cool stuff um, for, I don't know, I think it's $9.99 in dollars and euros, I think. Not sure about pounds. $9.99 pounds, yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, that's interesting. Um, so you get... That, <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. Yes. It's usually less pounds than it is for the rest, though. Yeah, yeah, if it's $10, yeah. then it's usually eight pounds. Eight ninety nine or something, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but but cool. So nine ninety nine all round for people. Yay, let's celebrate. Uh, and <laughs> so you get some uh, character customization items, um, apparently over 2,000, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, ca- character costumes, um, the original Virtua Fighter character models, uh, stages, the the UI as well, the original Virtua Fighter UI uh, is also available. All, as we were just mentioning, all original Virtua Fighter series BGM, so every th- single uh, piece of... Every single? I'm not sure. It is, is it everything? Because some of the stages are not in the original, so I'm not sure what they did with those. Uh, what do you mean? So, for example, I, I, for example, Eileen is not a character. Oh, right, in yes. Um, for one, for example. So, I what did they do with that? There are a few... Um, like, reused? Tracks, yeah, they, they, they reuse songs from that album. For example, I remember playing on Jan's stage with the Virtual Fighter 2 soundtrack uh, active, and it played Jackie's instead, for example. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and you also get the, the stamps, the, the spectator stamps. So when you're, you're, like, in a room and you're watching people, other people play uh, online, you can use the stamps, like, thumbs up and little chibi versions of the characters and stuff so yeah i did think that was a cool feature actually that you can just tune into anyone's match you know you find them in the lobby and you can just spectate i don't know if that was in a previous version but um i like that these is that is that a live feed on the you know on the main menu is that someone playing that's that see that's really cool that you can just turn the game on and just start watching someone play Is it live or just uh, recorded matches? It's recorded, I believe. It's recorded, oh, yeah. okay. People wouldn't want to play games. I've seen the, the timestamps. Some of them are like from yesterday or something. Yeah. Uh, Depending I think on... someone was watching mine this afternoon and I played it like a few hours before or something. So. Oh, so it's it's still an actual fight. It's just, it's not live. It could be Yeah, yeah but it, it is yeah. an actual fight. You can actually yeah. see the names of the players as well. How how the, do the you how do they choose which uh, which battles are going to make the cut? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Um, I'm that assuming one... by ranks, most likely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because the most of those I've seen are between high-ranked people. Sometimes not on the top, but still relatively high-ranked. Mm-hmm. So that match of yours, they said the, they watched... Uh, was it a particularly close one, or was it against someone who was on the top? Or 
It was a particularly close one. Yeah, it was against a Shun player, apparently. And if it's the one I was thinking of, it was, I think it went down to the last round. So I think the choosing games that are, are close, I think like the criteria is have it be high level and have it be close. I think that's what they're looking for when they're putting on. Because obviously those are going to be the most exciting ones. It's so not yeah, going to be very exciting the, having... Embarrassing matches. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> no excellence. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that's a feature that comes in handy. I've already learned like a couple of Brad combos from watching Brad players who are, who could run circles around me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just easy to access, right? So you're in, in the main menu, you just press L1 and you can mm. full get screen, so to, much. To full screen. Yeah, it's excellent. That ties in with the whole his parts. Yeah, yeah. I wonder exactly. if they'll host like a live tournament there, if there is one in play kind of thing. That'd be that pretty... would be fun. Oh, yeah. good idea. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we'll just have to wait and see what the tournament mode will will be like. Was it's just like ranked tournaments? Will it be private tournaments? Will it, they those already do exist. something with? Yeah, you can. You can create a room and create a tournament. Just a, a quick question about like the netcode and stuff. If say there is a big match that's live and everyone's spectating in that room, is that going to cause additional lag or...? That would be the reason that they're not live, I think. Because it's going to be bad enough if you have the two people playing, watching the game. But then all of a sudden, if you have 5,000 people watching the game as well, uh, directly from that feed, like I know whenever we played in Final Showdown, if you had more than four people in a room, like they'd be spectating the match that was going on, but it would actually make the room more laggy. Like, and the game would be more laggy, even though it's just people spectating. I mean, say, for example, they did do that. There's a, a live tournament going on. It's on the front screen of everyone's menu, and everyone's watching at the same time. It, you know, it just feels like, like um, Bless you was saying, if 5,000 people had suddenly tuned into one game, it's going to cause additional lag, you'd have thought. It would have to be rooted. You'd need a. It's like if someone was streaming it. If someone was streaming yeah. a tournament, you just do it like that. That would probably be the way around it, not mm. I actually think about it. That makes it. sense, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, guys, any final thoughts? Anything we haven't covered that you guys would like to, to share on your thoughts about this, this game? I, I think it's been a lot of fun, personally, to, uh, to spend th- these last few days playing the game, actually properly playing a, a Virtua Fighter game for the first time for me. Uh, getting more into it uh, and the whole hype in the community around this game is, I think, brilliant. Hopefully, it's brilliant for people who are longtime fans of the series as well, uh, seeing all these newcomers and people excited about the game. Um, but would you guys like to to share anything else that you we probably haven't covered or anything? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been enjoying it the past two nights as well. I played... A good two hours last night, and it's it's honestly I haven't played a game where I've I've like shouted at the screen for, for ages. It's it's uh, some of some of the matches I was having last night were quite infuriating. Like I just started actually we streamed on Monday, and I was watching Matt mostly, and then we had a couple of games at the end, and that was my my first time playing the game, but well, Ultimate Showdown, and then last night was my first time actually actually playing the game myself. And uh, like normally, I'd probably just play arcade mode on Virtua Fighter games. I'm, you know, not really the online type, but I played rank matches in the first two. Um, 
I think I lost. And then I started getting into it because I've been following for the to- tutorial. I was started to block, etc. And then I think I went on like an eight match winning spree and then lost a, a game and then went on like another four winning spree. And I got to like first Dan and, you know, you, you start, I started feeling like I was actually a good player of Virtua Fighter. I was, I was thinking, you know, I'm bloody Ryo Azuki getting the, the first first Dan and just beat the Golden Dragon, whatever his name is, in Bailu Village. That's how I felt at the time. And then as soon as I hit Dan, first Dan, I, that's when I started swearing. I, some words I haven't said for ages. <laughs> uh, just the, the, It must just, as soon as you hit first Dan, the caliber of player just suddenly it was matchmaking me with people that, were like ninth down, thirteen down, or something, and I mm. just, I, I, that's that was my limit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not seeing myself streaming this game, to be honest, because I, I, um, first of all, if I actually end up doing it, I will turn off my camera, because <laughs> I've, I've realized that I, my body, my whole body language, my facial expressions, n- it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And then, uh, you know, I, I want to keep my streams uh, safe for work. PG-13. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, just one question to, to Plessy, now, now that we are talking about matchmaking. Have you noticed if there's any kind of elo, like hidden elo that uh, interferes with matchmaking? It, or is it just uh, a regular one with, the, with your level? Because, uh, so I, I played ranked games for the first time today. I, I beat like five people who were beginners. And then out, out of nowhere, uh, it gave me like a guy that was like a six then with 70 wins and 10 losses. And well, okay then. And There are some issues with the matchmaking. Um, I'm barbarian rank, which is quite high up, to be fair. Um, that's like above the dance and everything like for the time being that is when i finished playing today i was the highest rank go in europe and i was getting matched with 10th q players so people who are effectively unranked who literally had not played a single ranked game and i'm there with over 120 ranked games myself and it's the first time playing the game in ranked and they get me it's uh <laughs> scary <laughs> yeah it's questionable um and in terms of the the connection of people that you get ranked with, where they're from, it's all very, there's no indicator of where people are from or anything like that. So there are things that need to be addressed, but you, I wouldn't count on it matching you with people similar skill level. Maybe when there's more people, when the, the ranks have kind of diversified a bit and people have had time to play, maybe Damn. then... Did better. anyone get matched with that guy that's got... He, when I played him earlier, he had 300 matches he'd played, but he was just a Kira and he was just hopping back and, like, ring-outing. Ah. What was going yeah. on there? So, when you play up until uh, what, uh, Hunter rank, which is rank 21, uh, you will earn points even if you lose. So, obviously, if he plays 300 games and jumps out the ring and doesn't have to play, he will in- inevitably um, hit that rank. So, it's like a bot. I've seen three bots today. I've seen one person doing that, and the others have literally just been mashing P, but not like a, an individual sitting there pressing the button. Like, it's it's an actual script, it seems. So, 
Interesting. Came, yeah, I, I got one of those as well. Yeah, the smashing kick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh... Is that a bad thing then? Because if he's constantly losing, what's his end end game role kind of thing? What does he want out of the game? Well, he'll, he'll still level up to to rank twenty. Um... So he doesn't mind his record, but when he comes back home at night, if he's been at work all day, he's a high rank. <laughs> And he doesn't know how to play the game still. So it's a bit useless, really. Cause then <laughs> yeah, he's, it's strange, you know, isn't it? <laughs> um, people are strange. People do it in lots of games, and I don't really understand. But uh, to each their own, I suppose. I mean, for me, it was uh, some free points. Uh, the little points that I get from beating people who uh, never played ranked before. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me look a little bit better as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rev, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? If you are listening to this show and you haven't played Virtual Fighter 5 yet and you've got a PlayStation either 4 or 5, just go play it, please. Yeah, <laughs> that's great advice. To enjoy the game yeah. or just like extra fodder for you? <laughs> Both. I mean, every every single, not necessarily fodder for me, but every single user that launches the game counts for the stats and might motivate Sega into making Virtual yeah. Fighter 6. So mm. just do it. Definitely. I don't. I don't care if you like or, like it or if you rate it. Just go for it. No, I joke. I, people. Even are, if you I hate it, it, keep playing. <laughs> you have to. Sega Lounge Advice 2021. <laughs> no, no, no. Rev is going full full on Segato Sanjiro. You must play Virtual Fighter Fight Ultimate Showdown. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt, anything else you'd like to add? I, I just like to echo what's already been said. I think. If you're a virtual fighter fan coming back or you're your new player, get behind this game because at the end of the day, it's all going to count towards a virtual fighter six. And um, I think Ultimate Showdown has that perfect balance. It's easy to pick up, but difficult to master. And I think that's the essence of virtual fighter. So get behind it, play it, enjoy it. Because if you if we don't, then we won't see another one. So let's let's get behind this game. No pressure. If you if you don't if you precisely you yeah you listener if you don't play it we'll never get another virtual fighter game ever think about that how can you go to sleep at night <laughs> without playing the game <laughs> no pressure <laughs> okay blessy <laughs> uh please but like please don't use wi-fi that's all i ask for you please please get an ethernet cable like think about me when, when you're playing, please don't use Wi-Fi. No one likes anyone who uses Wi-Fi. If you know someone using Wi-Fi, give them a cable. I don't care if it's not their birthday yet. Give them a cable, please. <laughs> Let's start a petition <laughs> to get ban everyone wifi. to use. Yeah, ban Wi-Fi. Get everyone to use uh, cables. <laughs> give me a Wi-Fi indicator so I can decline every Wi-Fi match, please. That, that's yes. it. That's second yes. best. I'll take it. Incoming patch. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so guys, thank you very much um, for 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 joining me. It was it was fun. It was fun. It was informative, and I learned a lot. So a lot of Sega education as well, Virtual Fighter education, uh, and even some kind of netcode education mm. as well from Blessy. So thank you very much, Blessy, for that. Um, as usual, all the links to all these amazing people will be in the show notes. So do check them out. Um, and and yeah, and keep listening because when we come back, we'll talk about a giveaway. So we're gonna give away a couple of codes for the game courtesy of Sega. 
Bye, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Casey. Thank you, Casey. I hope you enjoyed our thoughts on the game and the two main takeaways from this entire conversation. Go play Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown and use a wired connection. A quick note about Bless's involvement in the Virtua Fighter community. As you heard, he is a tournament organizer for both EU-based and global events. And speaking of global events, Virtua Fighter Global Showdown is an international tournament taking place during the fourth quarter of 2022. The tournament will feature a top eight from Europe, North America and Japan and is currently crowdfunding flights for qualifying players. The first qualifiers will be taking place during the third quarter of 2021. If you want to find out more about this tournament and or get involved, follow at GlobalVF on Twitter, at GlobalVF. Finally, it's time to talk about our giveaway. Courtesy of Sega of America, we are giving away two codes for both the base Virtual Fighter V Ultimate Showdown game and the Legendary Pack DLC, which includes 2,000 types of customization options, 19 types of character costumes, all 38 types of original Virtua Fighter characters, original Virtua Fighter stages, the original VF battle user interface, and all 180 tracks from previous Virtua Fighter game soundtracks. Plus, 36 types of spectator stamps. We're giving away one code for our North American listeners and one code for our European slash PAL listeners. All you have to do is to go to your region appropriate link and follow the instructions. Entries close on June 7th at 11.59pm UK time and I will be reaching out to the winners shortly after. To enter the North American raffle, go to thesegalounge.com forward slash VFNA. thesegalounge.com slash VFNA. To enter the European or PAL region raffle, go to thesegalounge.com slash VFEU, thesegalounge.com slash VFEU. Best of luck to everyone entering, and again, thank you very much to Sega of America and to our good friend Danny Russell for their generosity. That's it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week's show will feature a very special guest, and believe it or not, we'll also talk a bit about Virtual Fighters, so don't miss it. That said, there should be a shorter episode coming out in the next few days, so keep your eyes on your podcast apps and our social media for news on that. Hmm. Have a wonderful week, stay safe, and I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye! The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. 
You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.